And it's time for your favorite podcast back from a 4th of July weekend. Nobody blew their hands off. We'll confirm with Chris Swanson in moments. We've got two commits. That's five in two weeks. We'll talk about that. Class of 2017 and Arrivals 100. How about some predictions for the 2016 class and a new promotion? We'll tell you all about it next. It is the Trojansports.com podcast, and it starts now. The big brain behind Yahoo Sports. Check out the big brain on bread. Rivals.com. Why are you laughing over there? Welcome to the Trojansports.com podcast. It kicks off. Thank you for the language. Right, right now. Right now. So maybe you still feel a little bloated. Maybe you overdid the drinking, the eating. I know I did both of those things. How about you guys? Welcome in to a Monday, back from 4th of July weekend. It is the July 6th edition of the Trojansports.com podcast. Adam J. Maya, beat reporter. Chris B. Swanson, publisher of Trojan Sports. Guys, how was your 4th of July? I had a commitment to deal with. Well, there you go. But no 4th, no 4th of July firework incidents? No, commitment well, to whom? No, I was dealing with Pittman, you know. Oh, Michael waiting, Pittman. Yeah, waiting for him. I well, thought I'm maybe sure we'll you had, about, you know, Well, we'll talk about that friend. in just a moment, I believe. <laughs> him commit to a lady friend? Come on, that's not no, his style. No. Like, I got maybe you got engaged. No, he deals with a lot of two stars. You don't need to commit to a two star. <laughs> anyway, Adam Jemai, how was your Fourth of July? Whoa, <laughs> shots fired! <laughs> I loved it. I spent my evening in East LA. Very nice. Off a balcony, watching the show. <laughs> Unbelievable! I didn't know that. You know, everyone knows. No, all those fireworks are legal. Don't worry. <laughs> no, right. But you don't have to pay for this anymore. No, you can you have it just in your neighborhood. Yeah, in my neighborhood I mean, in Orange County, it was going off. That's not my like neighborhood, the by July. the way. That, wait, hold on. That's not my neighborhood, but... It's okay if it I was, a, I have a I friend mean. in that neighborhood. Okay, there's nothing wrong with East my Los Angeles. My friend A lot of good there. people live in East Los Angeles, okay? <laughs> there we go. It Your neighborhood's going. about 10 miles north. We know. It's okay. It was going off in Long Beach, too, man. There we go. Well, good. Now that we've all confirmed we saw fireworks, let's get into business. Let's go to the rundown for this week. First off, why don't you start with the promotion we're running, fireworks promotion. Well, yeah, we decided, you know, we want to give you guys something to celebrate over this holiday. So we're giving you uh, three months for the price of one. The promotion's on the front page right now on the free message board, too, as well, if you want to check it out. Basically, just go to the site, you know, go to the subscription page, type in uh, the promo fireworks. You'll get three months for the price of one. But Not a bad deal. Tell them what they're getting. I mean, well, they're getting so much. Well, we're in July. We're in early yeah. July. But by giving you three months, we, it's a bit of an experiment. We want to see you guys, we want you guys to give us a try. I think that people will be happy with what they get. If you start now, you will get the remainder of our summer workout coverage and still quite a bit of recruiting coverage going on in summer. We expect a few more commits. Oh yeah. By the end of July. Yeah, it gets summer is a little bit crazy for recruiting. It's, yeah. it's when things really start to take off. Obviously, the season's coming soon. Yeah, so you're going to get training camp. Yeah. We're, we're there every day, every practice, every moment. More than anybody should be there. We're there. <laughs> very true. Okay, so we're going give to you, give you all the training camp. Then you're going to get the first month of the year, uh, of the season. Yeah. And you also get the entire Rivals.com network. Every story produced on the network you can read. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so, a heck of a deal. So now, yeah. what is a normal price? What what, what is the one month price? Well, the one month price is nine ninety five. Okay, so, so you're getting three months for nine ninety five. For nine ninety five, so now that's it's a good like, deal. Yeah, like three bucks a month for three months. Three thirty one. There you go. Point I would pay three thirty one for all of Adam J. Maya's goodness. You should because I mean you drop that on the what like a cup of coffee at Starbucks. One oh, more day. probably on a cup yeah. of coffee. Yeah. I mean, come on, give us a try. And the thing we promise you is we produce more content than everybody else. You know? We don't say like, it's good content, but we'll produce no, more content. Well, no, no, it I'm is, joking, guys. I, of course, he's joking. Not just don't quantity, not just quantity, but quality. It is, it is quality. But I just feel like you know we really push ourselves. Well, you know, I don't, I don't want to say that we work harder than everybody else because I know everybody works hard. But we work hard. I know we produce more. It's worth it for USC fans. You know, if you want to talk football, read about football, you should be on our site. Yeah, but verifiably, we we produce more content. Yeah, that's not just. Our claim, yeah. and that, it is quality not- too. We break stuff. We've broken plenty of stuff over the years since you know we started back in August. Check us out, guys. It's so a new Trojansports.com. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you have an interest in Trojans football. So why not become a member or a subscriber? Why not give it a try? Right? Yeah, I'm with you. Look at you, Chris Rouse. Will you send them thank- a personalized thank you email when they subscribe? I I have to now. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we go. We just, there you add, go. We just, just added a one From this point, if you subscribe on June 6th, or July 6th on, 
personalized email. I'll even send them way. a selfie. I mean, you know, whatever it Chris takes. Chris will send you a selfie. We okay. want them to subscribe. Don't get involved. <laughs> okay. No selfies. <laughs> okay, I guess. Boy, right, how about some commits? Two in uh, two this past week to, yeah. to report. Oh, and three. I mean, it was five in I think nine days. Just stop committing. Wait till signing you day. You can't say that. I want a vacation. On air. <laughs> I can say anything I want. I think now it's becoming uncool to wait till signing day. It is uncool. Soon signing day is going to be like NFL draft day where we already know everything. So yeah. it's kind of like, okay, what's well, the Well, we already do because, you know, we're yeah. so well connected exactly. here at TrojanSports.com. That's well, why we, you need to knew, subscribe. We knew these two. Graham oh, yeah. And, and we knew, I mean, we knew what was coming the week before, too. I think Angeline was really the only... Surprise, And honestly, was it that much of a surprise? He visited in April. He wanted to come back with his mom, and we had that update. I'm pretty, yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure we're the only ones to have an update on Carrie Angeline before he committed. You know. but I'll just Naturally. Naturally. Um, but let's talk about the two they got this week, Adam. Thomas Graham. Thomas Graham. First I like of all, him. Oh, my God. I really do like him. He's one of those kids that, you know, you always hear, like, why is USC waiting to offer this kid? You know, you always hear complaints about that, especially when they're, like, a four-star. And, you know, he has offers from, like, LSU and everywhere else. And and it's one of the rare times when I actually agreed with what I was hearing. Why is USC waiting? Mm-hmm. I didn't get it. I mean, I kind of do because they're going to get him anyway, as we saw. So, like, why offer him early? But I really like that kid. I think he's high quality. He's, like, a long corner which I like. I like corners that can kind of match up against those physical wide receivers because I think that, you know, if you don't have that, you know, you'll <laughs> get exposed. Like, speed kills, but you can kind of deal with a speedy wide receiver. If you can't deal with a guy that's just bigger than your cornerbacks, you're done. So Thomas Graham kind of fills that role in where he's going to, you know, be standing up against those guys, I think, riding them, you know, as they go down the field. Well, they want to see him. I, I can't be mad at that. Thomas Graham, as, as we learned when we talked to him, that he really was a little bit conflicted about going to this camp, the Rising Stars yes. camp, the week before, because he felt like he should have already had an offer. And his father told him, look, if you want to go there, you need to go camp there. Yeah. It wasn't so much like he hadn't earned an offer or you know, maybe USC was sleeping on him, but at the same time, then go get your offer. Yeah. I mean, this is when you do it. And I'm glad that he did come because he, you know, he balled out and got the offer. Now he's committed. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. Well, Thomas Graham, a four-star from Rancho Cucamonga. We're all excited about that part of the 2017 class, a cornerback. Let's talk about the next commit who on Saturday, very good writing by our Trojan Sports. I'm reading. I have it in front of me. Pittman who declared his independence from UCLA in early June, announced his commitment to USC on the 4th of July. Who wrote that? That's all Adam. Very nice That's writing. That's Adam. very good. You yeah. must have gone to school to become a writer. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> See, we even hire real writers at I Trojan know. Sports. It's definitely didn't hire one with me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> so let's talk about the four-star wide receiver, Michael Pittman, now committed. Yeah, okay. Well, Pittman's kind of a, he's kind of Is he a receiver? Well... They're recruiting him as a receiver. That's the thing. And I think that's kind of what sparked his interest in USC is a lot of schools, you know, started to look at him as kind of a linebacker, safety, athlete. You know, we're going to move you around. You're going to play different things. And USC was telling him receiver. He uh, he decommitted from UCLA. He put them in his top two. He took an unofficial visit, which I think really kind of pushed him towards that commitment. Uh, we talked to him right after that visit. You know, I think we were the only ones to talk to him right after that visit, immediately after. Um, Don't be so meta. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like to give us some credit every once no, in a while. Yeah, be meta. Okay, I will be. Meta um, it up. And, you know, he he really talked about how this visit to USC showed me, you know, something different. I didn't see all everything before. I really liked the dorm rooms, these new uniforms, which was kind of a bombshell a little bit. We still haven't really we gotten don't know about clarification that on that. So we got to check into that. But he talked about that. He talked about his relationship with T-Mar and getting even closer. That's when we kind of saw things start to roll towards a positive USC direction. I think until that point, everybody really thought he was going to Oregon. I even thought he was going to Oregon until I read a, another quote from him where he's talking about it as a 40-year decision. Well, yeah, then we that, that's then you're like, okay, he was going to USC because that's a USC commit quote. Like everybody, you know what I mean? Like well, after it's the they truth. commit, it is the truth. It, I mean, it's a great. I'm a school. decade out, and it's a great school. Yeah. Look at you. You went to you went to that school. I got work for you. Wow, <laughs> I know. What are your college? <laughs> that's where the real uh, the real ballers come from. 
So anyway, I think I mean I think it's a great pickup because I think you know they need some big receivers. They obviously they got some of the junior college guys last year, but the, you know they're going to be gone in a year or two, yeah. three. Well, who knows? The, the staff has a willingness to play anyone anywhere that they can yeah. play. I like him because I don't know what he'll be yet. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. I mean, will can he become an Anthony Barr? Yeah. Right. I, I mean, mean, we don't know. That, that's what Anthony Barr looked like in high school. Yeah. But that's the, how he was built. But that's why I like the pickups because they need the big receiver, but they also need other things. He can be other things, even though they they're telling him he's going to be a receiver. Who knows? We've seen them tell guys they're going to be something great athlete. Yeah, he could switch. I think. I I mean, heck, if they got him as an outside linebacker, I'd probably be even more excited. To be well, honest with you, Michael but. Pittman from uh, Oaks Christian. Yeah, yeah. Westlake Village, four star. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously recruited as a wide receiver, but as we just talked about, who knows which, which way it could go? Who knows? Who he can, knows? He can't be a an outside linebacker. But we'll know soon enough because he's part of the 2016 class, so soon yeah. he will be. And that's so like a year, about a year. <laughs> Other about than a 20, year, well, well no. you know, sometimes with these 2017 kids, we're really talking about like two years. That's like yeah. okay, and, and, then yeah, and then physically they can change a lot more, exactly. of course, over that time. Exactly. Absolutely, to your point. Well, Tate Martell good. might be an offensive guard in two years. You know, I don't know. Is that that big? <laughs> Tate, Tate Martell. It's a joke. It's a joke. <laughs> uh, you never know. I mean, we'll see. Put him on the diet, man. Well, well yeah. Him. If he hangs out with you and me and gets that Jack in the Box <laughs> diet going, right. on, who knows what he could pull? Sourdough <laughs> Jack twice a day. Exactly. Tate Martell will be three hundred pounds before you know he'll it. He'll be baby. diabetic, and he'll, his kidneys won't work. But other than that, he'll be great. <laughs> but he could block for three years for USC. I bet. Speaking about twenty seventeen, how about the new Rivals one hundred that has been released? Your thoughts. It's always a big deal when the Rivals 100 comes out, even when it's you know 2017. And we've got a new number one. I like the way you Fard. fake it. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, no comment, Adam. You caught me. What am, I, what am I supposed to say to that? Yes, you caught me. Uh, rankings to me, I'll just be honest. I don't think they're that big of a deal. I think you guys should always get excited to look for USC prospects, you know, in these rankings and, and see where they're where they are. But who cares? <laughs> no, I mean, really. Go with the coaches, man. USC knows what they're doing. And if they don't, that coach will get fired, and another coach will come in, and eventually he'll know what he's doing. We should talk about them a little bit. Let's okay, talk about let's where the so USC we connects. Care. So we've got a new <laughs> number one, Marvin Wilson. That's a, hey, that's, from a, Houston. that's a guy that USC is after hard. There they, you go, six four three twenty. He's He's really good. As you can tell, since he's the number one player and everything. I, uh-huh. <laughs> you need me to tell you, right? I saw him in Baltimore. You saw him in Baltimore too, Chris Morales. Yes, he was impressive, wasn't he? Yeah, he was impressive. He was. He's a big. I didn't even think he was dude. part of the 2017 no, class. No, I you thought he was 2016, dude. You thought he was one of the coaches. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that guy looks like he's like 40 years old in person. Yes, that's the kind of player you like, though. Are those big, you know, big physical, older looking dudes? Because you're thinking this guy's really 20 and he's going to be an NFL player for me right away. Uh, but yeah, you know, plenty of USC prospects. I don't think you have to go down very far till you find Tate Martell. And number 18, I believe, number one player in Nevada. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, plenty of options. I, mean, I know Donovan Peoples-Jones is moving up in there, and he's a big receiver. He just visited USC recently. We have two updates on him, by the way, on the uh, on the good old site about his visit. So let's go back to Tim Martell for a moment. Okay. What are your thoughts still that he can still be that USC quarterback. Yeah, I think there's a good chance, but they're also recruiting another quarterback in 2017. It's that Tua kid. I can never say his last name. Adam, Adam help us out. How do you say his last name? I want to hear you try. No, you don't, because I might <laughs> no, swear. No, we don't want to offend anybody, so. I might swear. You might swear. Cago Veloa. That's hard. What kind of Samoan curse words have you been picking up? <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So there's a little cover just in case Tate Martell doesn't uh, doesn't come over to USC. But oh, it yeah. seems like he's being there's recruited a- by everybody right now. Oh, yeah. Who, Tate and Martell? Now? Yeah, Tate Martell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, he's one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Texas A&M, Alabama. All these guys are going to be after him. Um, I'm sure Oregon's going to be on him pretty hard. So who knows where he is. I mean, right now we think he's he's kind of favoring USC, but it's so long. You know, there's such a far way to go until signing day 2017. Who knows where he could end up. He could sign with UNLV for all we know. He could just fall off the face of the planet and sign with them. Yeah, I don't think he's so going to do that. That um, probably won't happen, <laughs> no. but it could. It could. I'm just – my point is it's there's yeah, a long but, way to Yeah, I mean, you're downplaying it a little bit because we know that quarterbacks have to commit earlier. Yeah, because yeah, no, they got to recruit for the, for they the gotta, team. Yeah, it's different. You know, you get you you kind of you become like the the center of that class. You know, they kind of build around you. I think a lot of quarterbacks understand that, 
And so he could he could commit earlier. I mean, he, he's not he's obviously not talking about taking it all the way to the end of 2017. But I, I don't know. My point is, we think he's going. We think USC stands in a good place with him. But who knows? It could change. I think they're going to try to get him locked up before both they and he begins their their season. We'll I think see. that they want him on board in that class and. Like you mentioned, Morales, recruiting that class. Well, it's funny. Blair and I, we'll do the shameless plug because we're going here, spoke to Jake Allen last week on our uh, rival show for Yahoo Sports Radio. And he has committed. He's number 49 on this new ranking sheet, quarterback from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He's already committed to the Gators. And part of that, I mean, he was a kid who grew up obviously in Florida, so he wanted to play for the Gators. But he openly said, a well-spoken kid already at his age, talked about how now his job is to recruit to that class, to that school, as part of now already making the decision. So to your point, one of you guys made the point, Adam did, that um, you know, Tate Martell is going to have to commit a little bit earlier. He can't wait till National Signing Day, nor does the school want him to. No. Because they want the commits from the other guys. And he might have that pressure if you know they have another offer out there. They mm-hmm. actually had two other quarterback offers, but one of them uh, committed TCU recently. If, you know, these guys push each other into it. Absolutely. It's like, when's he going to do it? Martell connected to a lot of people yeah. in the country. A lot of... A lot of the big-time recruits that we cover at camps. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's that guy that, that kind of knows everyone, that talks to everybody. It's true. I I think they're going to try hard to get him locked up. And you saw it in Stanford soon. with K.J. Costello and Caden Smith. K.J. recruited him. Have you seen Caden Smith's picture, by the way? No. Beautiful man. Okay. I don't know if he's really a man yet, but he's a good-looking kid. <laughs> Beautiful high school kid, says Chris Morales. That's no, I mean, but, I mean, he okay. has got the look. He's got Wait, the what's look. our next topic? <laughs> no, no, know. no. We got to stick on. We got to stick on this because there's like a million other kids. I just want to mention quickly because we kind of talked about two. Please, please, uh, yes. stick him. Okay, okay. Yeah, because I didn't mean it that way. So now I feel I feel dirty. So go ahead. Okay, so some other notable names in the in the Rivals 100 2017 list. Number seven, Najee Harris, running back uh, from California, committed to Alabama. USC is not given up on him. He was at Rising Stars camp. Uh, Very unpredictable. Yeah, who knows what's what he's going to do? Really, D'Angelo Gibbs, a five star defensive back from uh, Suwanee, Georgia, which is where uh, the Imorte Bebes are from, but uh, five star that had a sister at USC on the basketball team. So there's a connection So there. then there's no chance. <laughs> no, women's basketball is totally different. That's totally different. He's, he's actually really interested in USC. He's been out there on visits. He was there when his sister graduated. He told me that his sister's been talking to the USC coaching staff about him since he was in eighth grade. And they actually, it was pretty recently that they offered. I think they have a good chance with him. Five-star prospect from the South. Um, Darnay Holmes, five-star prospect out of Newberry, California. That's a guy you got to keep an eye on. Although I think he's uh, he might be favoring other programs right now, but still a long way to go. Uh, Jeffrey Okuda from Grand Prairie, Texas. He was a guy that's been talking up USC to us a lot. He's at number 17, right ahead of our boy Tate Martell that we were just talking about. Tyjon Lindsay at number 20. He's Martell's teammate at Bishop Gorman. USC has a you know great chance to get him as well. Malik Gray, 25, from Tennessee, also talking up USC. Wyatt Davis at 27 from St. John Bosco. And Bellflower, that's a guy that USC should probably get. You know, 32 is Stephen Carr, their running back commit from Fontana. There's so much talent in the Rivals 100 that USC has a good shot at. Just keep going down the list. Joseph Lewis at 37, wide receiver from Augustus Hawkins, where he touched on number 38, who's Tua... Tago Veloa. Nice. Nice. Look at that. Look at that. Got it down. Uh, hey, watch your mouth. <laughs> Thomas Graham is at 41. We talked about him. There's a lot of guys in this list that, you know, Cyrus Fagan at 44. He's talked up USC, probably isn't going there. Uh, look, check out the list. That's all I got to say. There's so many, so many USC targets. They're bound to have an amazing recruiting class again in 2017, barring, you know, destruction the next two seasons you know <laughs> i don't you never know if they go four and eight that won't happen don't even but put that on the, what put that in the mix i'm just okay i just I, it's a note because that 2012 year mm-hmm. if we could just flash back around their rank number one mm-hmm. they had the number one recruiting class on sanctions so they had 10 less spots than everybody else they still had the number one recruiting class so i started putting notes in because it fell apart after they had that seven and six season it was terrible they finished like number 10 how awful i know 
so sad, but um, I just have to say, you know, we don't know. We don't really know what will happen, but I expect 2017 to be an amazing year for USC. Number 99, Haskell Garrett. Oh, yeah. Liked him a lot, watching him at camp. Oh, yeah. In, uh, in Vegas. Teammate of Kate Martell. Oh, yeah, but I mean, if we're going to go through the whole list, there's there's more, dude. I mean, right, I'm just saying. Greg Johnson at 86. So currently for uh, the way Rivals has it, for 2016, SC is number eight team ranking with 14 yeah. total commits. That's going to shoot up. That'll shoot up, but do you think that the possibility is there for another number one or number two class in 2016? Okay, here's the thing, is that I think they're going to fight for it. I think they'll get close because Rivals takes the top 20 mm-hmm. commits, and I know that USC's 20 will match up against anybody. The thing that has me a little nervous is that they took these blue shirts last year, so that kind of took four spots away. So we'll see. I think they definitely could. But, I would expect but it that. sounds the reason I was saying that is because it sounds like in 2017, we definitely I could think be, they'll be number one, one. Or two, one or two. I think in 2017, if, if they continue to rise and go on the, you know, the projection that they're going, I expect them to have the number one class in 2017. There you go. You heard it here first. Chris you heard Swanson. Two years in advance. Beat that <laughs> other sites. I'm telling you now. Gosh, if I'm doing this podcast two years from now, something's definitely wrong. Um, I feel bad for you if that's the case. <laughs> time for Adam J. Maya's bumper sticker award. We hit Boom. the horn and do it. All right. Again, I'm very proud to be giving this award. I know this award doesn't mean anything to anybody. <laughs> it means something to you because well, every if week we just it get some more like... subs- hey, Look, with this promotion, we get more subscribers. Then yeah. we can print actual bumper sticker awards on a bumper sticker. Why not? Why not? That could be the future. Adam Are you Mike. saying that I'll be paying for that with the more subscribers? Yes, you'll pay for okay. Adam's face on a bumper sticker. Okay. That will that's, be the award. That's Go on ahead. the list. I, I just yes. like honoring people, and I'm proud to honor Shelly Smith, longtime reporter at ESPN, been around the USC program a very long time, a couple decades. Uh, wrote the autobiography for Keyshawn Johnson, of course. Anyway, she announced recently that she has beaten breast cancer. Oh, it's wonderful, wonderful news. Okay. Yeah, so and it, it's awesome. We're we're looking forward to having her back out there on a regular basis covering the football team. Um, again, she just has done a great job at ESPN for a long time, and. You root for people like that already and see her overcome this. Very happy. Oh, yeah. She's always been very nice to me, even though she doesn't, you know. She doesn't even though you're you. Yeah, I'm even me. though you're you, yeah. And nobody really knows who I am, but she's always they been They just know to be me. afraid. It's same yeah. with me, though. I mean, student yeah. reporter uh, a decade ago covering that team and being around her a lot and, and treating me like I was one of the, the other guys. Yeah, well, and I also know she's kind because I see so many USC students talk to her come up to right her at and, practice. Just, and just speak to her like they've been friends for years you know she's really approachable and kind yeah. and yeah it's great to hear that she beat it and so, she'll be back Trojan of the week right there there you go well very nice very nicely done Adam always uh, nice when you contribute to somebody and you, you do it very well you're a very kind soul thank you uh, tough segue though into a story very hard to talk about and very sad um we, we talk about, one, with Shelly, that somebody who has uh, won, if you will, and beaten something, but, two, a story about something that is just really unimaginable. You want to get into that? Yeah. We wanted to mention uh, Brandon Huffman, an uh, analyst at Scout. Um, him and his family are, are dealing with, a, again, an almost unspeakable situation with their six-year-old daughter, Avery. Uh, they discovered a cancerous tumor in her brain recently and I read the journal entry that Brandon wrote which you can find online and uh, I, I recommend you know it, it's 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 good to read because you see I think uh, you know the the glory of God for, for those that that uh, acknowledge that but um, I really just want to put it out here because again we're we're, we're praying for him and that's what he asked for. He asked for prayers for the family. They did set up a GoFundMe account. It is at GoFundMe.com slash Avery, A-V-E-R-Y, Huffman. So if you want to contribute to that, you can. But um, again, one of the one of the best in the business, oh, Brandon yeah. Huffman at Scout. Yeah. 
he's a great guy. Yeah, and I know he plays for a different team, right competitor, so always, but it's so irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He's a great guy. He's always been so kind to me. I I've always you know really appreciated whenever I do get a chance to talk to him. And some of these bigger national events was where we kind of run into each other. Rising Stars Campus last time I saw him. And he's always been great to me. I consider him a friend. I feel awful, and you know I encourage everybody to do what you can. You know, donate, send him. You know, a message on Twitter, whatever it might pray. be. Just, yeah, pray. Let him know that you support him and support him as best you can. That's all I can say about it, really. And you go to Brandon's uh, Twitter page, at Brandon Huffman. If you, uh, H-U-F-F-M-A-N, that way you can get the links that we were just talking about, the journal, and then also the GoFundMe thing. Okay. All right, coming up on the uh, Trojan Sports Podcast, we will uh, get into the summer workouts, some of the predictions for the 2016 class, and so much more a few moments away. Trojansports.com podcast. Hey, it's the QB Sean Salisbury, and you're listening to the Trojan Sports Podcast right here on the home for everything USC. Everything USC. Trojansports.com. You're listening to the Trojan Sports Podcast on Trojansports.com. Powered by the Rivals. Back out at the Trojansports.com podcast. Your post Fourth of July show. I'm Chris Morales. That's Adam J. Maya, Chris P. Swanson. Boys, how about a little blue shirt talk? I'm not wearing a blue shirt. Actually, it is. A blue yeah, you shirt. are. It is navy. I thought it was black for a second. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about that. Was horrible. Let's talk about the blue shirts, shall we? We can never talk enough about blue shirts. Apparently not. Apparently not. Adam, you're our resident blue shirt expert. Unfortunately, <laughs> I'm so glad I don't have to be that guy. You made reference to USC potentially taking less people next year yeah, because yeah. they're going to blue shirt four people. Yeah. They're, remind me again. They're, they're blue shirting Taylor McNamara, Deontay Burnett, Burnett, Clayton Johnston. Who's the fourth? And, I know it. Oh, and uh, Daniel and Mature Baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to be a blue shirt. Okay, now to a novice like me, what does a blue shirt mean? Okay. So every year you're given 25 members for your signing class. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, unless you're USC two years ago. Then you get 15. But anyway, so you get 25, and you can actually, it's like credit. You can take more, and you push them forward to the following class. Okay. So they have four, so it's like they're bringing in 29 players. They already had their, their 25. Well, actually, they had 24 because the kicker, Matt Bormister, was a blue shirt from the year before. Which is why we've been talking about this forever. Right. So the, the concept is you can bring in a, a guy from that signing class, and then he'll count toward the following year. Okay. You're, are you getting that part? I do. I, it makes sense. Yes. Okay. So they have four extra that are going to count. They're, they're coming in now. But they're going to count toward 2016, which would mean they would have 21 players available for next year. But if they blue shirt, they can bring in however many they want. They could bring in 23, 25, 27, and however many they go over 21. They blue shirt. They blue shirt. And then two, 2017. Seems yeah, like a I bit of a scam, it. quite frankly. Yeah. It is. It's, it's amazing that the NCAA lets this go with all the stuff that they... It's the one know. break that USC has gotten. Yeah. It's a, it, it's Still seems like a scam. It's a little bit of a scam. Well, anybody can do it, yeah. It's right. not like well, their advantage exclusively. No. But, but, but a lot of schools do this, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's growing. Well, the thing is, is that I think that the way it was intended to be used is not how it's <laughs> Of course being, not. Well, of course not, but... Um, because I, if I if I'm correct in this, I believe that the intention was to allow players that you weren't going to offer a scholarship or you were you know considering but you weren't sure to come to your campus to enroll to basically try out for the team and earn a scholarship is kind of what it was yeah, about. Yeah, the and player has to be unrecruited, and I put that in air quotes. Right. That are really yeah. imaginary. <laughs> Very <laughs> like imaginary. Be beyond the, imagin the regular imaginary air quote. Yeah. Because basically they cannot have had an official visit. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And I mean, if you think about it, 
That doesn't mean you're not or, recruited. Or, co- or a coaching visit. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't mean you're not recruited. Because of course not. Look at these guys. Okay, let's go over it. Clayton Johnston is probably the best example of this. The offensive tackle from Servite. He's going to come in this year in blue shirt. We didn't even know he was a blue shirt until the end. Like he was a committed, <laughs> been committed for a he was a while. committed prospect. Like he thought, like I'm coming in, I'm getting a scholarship right away. And then just one day they're like, oh yeah, we want you to blue shirt. You're not recruited because you haven't taken an official visit, and we didn't see you in the spring. Oh okay, all right. Like De- uh, Deontay Burnett, the wide receiver from Junipero Serra. USC was on Sarah's campus. Like I don't know, every second they could possibly be there legally. And, mm-hmm. of course, they talked to him. He had been talking to us about, you know, USC for the entire recruiting process. They had been talking to him the whole time. Right. He was definitely recruited. Daniel Imortebebe, you think he wasn't recruited? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they got his brother. Well, actually, I mean, yeah. We, I, 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 talked to a, I talked to somebody about this. Okay. A, uh, oh, a source? A, a source. Oh, I love that. I can't, I can't put him out there. But no, anyway, no, no. But he told me that they recruited him. They, they recruited Daniel. They liked him. They didn't have room in their class mm-hmm. because you know they didn't expect that Bryce would be kicked off the team. I mean, remember pre pre spring practice, Bryce is there and all is well. Yeah, more or less. Yep. I mean, I mean, what had happened with Bryce had already happened, but there was no mention of him being kicked off the team. Yep. He had missed that Cal game. He came back. It looked like they were in the clear with him. And when Sunny Day came around, they only brought in one tight end. They thought they were going to get Wheatley. Yeah. They, and, it kind of late. It seemed like they were. Yeah. They, they, thought, they thought they were getting um, Tyron Wheatley and Tyler Pekit. Yeah. Well, the, okay. Wheatley was like a minute, though. It was like Wait towards the end. Because like, after they thought they were getting him, they thought they weren't getting him very quickly i think too like chris clark kind of played a role they had some tight ends that they were yeah going and a couple that people class. that they were favoring yeah but i i know that i mean i don't know about this minute thing well, they, I, I i know they realized at a certain point he wasn't coming but they did think that he was coming yeah for a while yeah i'm just and, and like, they were in there with him for a by while. the time it was out there that they thought that they thought they weren't getting him yeah and and who knows they might have, I mean they couldn't here's the thing they couldn't have scrambled to get him a Torbebe at the time no. because he was already in Florida yeah I think he was like an early he was early enrolling. yeah he was yeah. early enrolling so anyway they liked him they recruited him but they didn't technically recruit him in the sense that coach wasn't going yeah. visit him at home and he did not have an official visit on yep. campus. So if you do, if you don't do that, then you're eligible to be blue shirted. Okay. The second part to it, for the layman, mm-hmm. you. <laughs> I said novice, but layman's fine. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, is that you're you don't get your scholarship until after the first fall camp practice. So. So I just hang out. I don't get to go to I don't go to class. No, because they begin in August. Right. Class hasn't begun yet. Okay. So a lot of loopholes. So that first practice, you're not involved, and then you get your scholarship, and then you can be involved. Okay. Unless you pay your own way, because a lot of them are, are here now. They're there for summer school. Right. So any of the blue shirts, if they're going to pay their own way for that summer semester, which would allow them to take part in all the meetings, then they're already on the team as a walk-on, and then they get their scholarship. But a lot of them, I mean, you're, you're not going to do that. You're going to wait. So, like, we've seen Deontay Burnett at PRPs because PRPs are, like, literally you and I yeah. could be in them. Oh, yeah. If, they, you know, I mean, if seen, they were cool with it. We could, I mean, let's use Malik Condiff as an example. He was fighting to get on the team, but he wasn't on the team, and he was participating all the time yeah. for a while. They're, yeah, it's a open PR, to the public. Yeah, right. Basically. It's a public practice yeah. run by the players. Um I don't think they're going to let you and I partake in it. I've tried. <laughs> okay. Honestly, I, I had my cleats on, and they weren't feeling it. <laughs> I was talking trash to Jaquan Hampton, like, look, man, I'm going to cover you. You can't get by me. They still want to oh, let me go Oh, typical Chris. That's just me being Chris out there. Uh, but oh, another thing I want to talk I want to go back to the, the recruiting part of the blue shirt. I'm just hammering this. It makes me happy. Okay. But uh, McNamara, let's talk about Taylor McNamara a little bit here. Uh, 
Same thing. Same thing. It, it he, pretty much him and Daniel and Baby. Yeah. But this makes me with him. It makes me laugh too because like they can't but, technically recruit him too because he's on a roster. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he visited USC. It can't be an official visit because he's enrolled somewhere. But he visited right. USC. Yeah. You know, like I'm not. I hey, keep it open NCAA. I'm not trying to close close the loophole for USC or anything. I just think it's hilarious because it's a loophole. I love it. Yeah, then I mean whatever. I'm not worried about the NCAA. Oh, no. It's the one break that USC's got in here. Yeah, good for them, man. Good yeah. for them. That's good for the Trojans. I mean, and then when you lose a player like Bryce, when a player yeah. gets kicked out like that, and especially when you yeah. should have that scholarship opened up. Yeah, you, you should be able to bring in somebody. Oh, and I agree. This allows for that when when players transfer. While well, your uh, your total count, you're 85. You know, you'll have a, another slot for that, but for that that class that, that's you know current, you don't get another guy. Yeah. But now you do. You know, when a player transfers or gets kicked out or whatever's going to happen, you can bring in another player and blue shirt him. Awesome. Well, there you go. Yeah. Blue I mean, shirts. I don't even think technically we're doing a podcast, so we could blue shirt this whole thing, right? <laughs> blue shirt it. It reminds me of the good, of the movie line from Casino when Pesci says, "Now, what if I want one of those sandwiches? Can I go in the casino then?" And De Niro's like, "No, no, you can't go in the. What if I just want one of the sandwiches I like so much? It seems very complicated, but that's okay. I get it. I'm glad we did that whole explanation. You got to explain it. Nine man. minutes. There people, we go. People still asking. You got to explain <laughs> it. Very good. I, do you think they'll keep doing it? Like, yeah, I would. Yeah. Two, three why, a year. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, hey, why if, wouldn't you? If but, I was a coach, I mean, let's think about what's best for the coach, not what's best for the program. I mean, I would do it until I don't coach it anymore. Exactly. Why wouldn't you? Like, you'll you'll never have to deal with the aftermath yeah. of it. The next guy does. Mm-hmm. And then he's probably just going to be like, well, I'll just blue shirt six guys in this class, and the cycle continues. Yeah. USC will blue shirt every year until the year 3054. <laughs> Get ready, kids. There you go. Okay. Moving to the 2016 class, we talked a lot about 2017. How about some predictions for oh, predictions. our signing class coming up? Oh, predictions. Everyone always loves a good prediction. Well, let's let's start by telling okay. you that these predictions aren't really predictions, right? Like, it's too they, early. Right now, they have four king commits. Yeah. They can bring in seven more without blue-shirting anybody, which you think that they won't blue-shirt this year, Right. That's your feeling? I just, I your mean, gut feeling? I know, what I, I know what I just said kind of contradicts that, but I feel like this isn't the class to do it. You know, I mentioned, I, we all know 2015 was a great class out West because USC ended up signing the number one recruiting class. I know they had some help, obviously, from other states and other regions. Um, but I feel the same way that 2017 will be that same kind of class. I don't feel that way about 2016. It's good. Obviously, there's a lot of talent out in California, but... I just don't think you you know you're taking guys in this class to make up for guys in the next class. That's just my personal feeling on it. You know, it just doesn't seem smart. I could, I don't know. I can't read minds. Can't read the coaches' minds. It's not something I would do. I would wait. I would you know try to take twenty five in that twenty seventeen. But that's me. Hmm. Well, if you look at the depth chart, they're losing a lot of people. Yeah. And I feel like they might blue shirt a couple, mainly because they're going to need to reload again. Yeah, no, that's a good they point. They can't afford to be playing with 10 less people than their opponents. You're right. I mean, last year, they're, I know that they, they lost two games that they really should have won, and they could have already been 10-2, and two, but there's really, come on, no doubt, right, that with... Ten more players, ten yeah, more of their caliber and, players. They're ten and two. They're, yeah, they, they're eleven and one. Yeah. So I'm with you. I can see it happening. You're not going to play around with that when you're when you're Sarkeesian and you have to win and you have to win now and you have a number one recruiting class and people are expecting you to win now. I think that you're going to make sure that that cup is full every year. So. All right. So are we making predictions then? Are we going? <laughs> kind of got off track we went back to the blue shirt part of this podcast i think i'm counting all the seniors that are leaving okay it's a bunch dude because they took a big class in 2011 mm-hmm. right? and they're like a really like 30 something 31 i think 
something like that. So, yeah, those guys are getting ready to go if they haven't gone already. Some of them have gone already, obviously. So they they have 16 seniors mm-hmm. that are going to graduate out. And then you have to account for there, there will always be a couple transfers. Yeah, always. Or a guy leaving early and okay, they're gonna yeah they're gonna have they're gonna take a big hit this year. Okay, you have Sua Cravens. We expect to go after his junior year. Mm-hmm. Expect. I'll make him go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it would be the right decision for him for that position and what he's been doing. So yeah, I think he's gonna go. You have a couple other juniors that could be going, given what what they do or where they might project running back Justin Davis. He can have a big year he could. And, and go. Yeah, okay. He'll be a true junior. Running backs, they're on a whole different kind of timeline. Yeah, no, I, I with you there. You got, I mean, some people think could see like Zach Banner having a blow, you know, breakout year and leaving. Yeah. If, or even a Chad Wheeler. Yeah, if one of them, I, th- I think, I think Which we would understand. Really, I would understand. Yeah. I, I really don't fault anybody for leaving early. No. I'm, that's why I fall on Well, that. I'll tell you my opinion. I mean, you can always go back to school and get your degree. It's yeah. not like you're – you know what I mean? It's – I don't know. I, I know some people get kind of sensitive on this issue, but for me, when a kid leaves early, I kind of think, like, as long as you come back and finish school, I can't hold it against you. So Then you have – you, you always have a couple players who have been there – three, four years, maybe they're only a junior in eligibility, but they'll they'll have graduated and they could leave yeah. as a graduate transfer. Exa- and then, you, yeah, you're looking for a program that'll actually play you. For right. It, I'm, yeah, I'm talking yeah. about people that aren't playing as much, a little bit lower in the depth chart. So I, I'm thinking that they want to bring in another 25. It could, I could see it. I could see it. I just... Man, the 2017 class is so strong, though. But just, it doesn't take away from that. If they can convince some of those kids to right. blue shirt next year, well, which I think is tougher than people think because, okay. but the, you know, you're like, even though, like, I know the coaches, it wouldn't be in their best interest to... to you're referring to 2017 kids being convinced? Yeah. I'm saying that, like, look, even though these kids, all these blue shirt kids are probably going to get on campus, they're probably going to get their scholarship or whatever, and it'll all work out okay, and USC probably isn't going to, you know, do something evil. Like, you're still in a situation where it's like, hey, come to my campus and walk on, and we promise we'll give you a scholarship, like pinky swear, and then another school's like, well, we have a scholarship for you right now. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, I would be wary, even I if think, it's working out. I think you get that from California kids. Right now, it's it was mainly Deontay Burnett and Clayton Johnston. Yeah. McNamara and Immature Baby are different things. Yeah. They, they knew that they were coming in because Bryce had been kicked out. Mm-hmm. And obviously, tight end is very attractive right now. Yeah. But with the other two, they're local. And right now, USC has a couple of local kids committed that might fit that profile. I don't know. But I think every year, you're probably going to have a couple that you can do that with. You're going to have a couple of local I'm, commits. I'm sure they'll find somebody. I'm just saying, are they going to get the same 25? You know what I mean? Would there be? Would they be able, if they didn't have to blue shirt and they could get 25 in that class, could they get that five-star kid out of mm-hmm. Florida? You know what I mean? That maybe like isn't coming. or I, I don't know. Okay. I just think it's a slippery slope. I get your point. I just... To me, I, okay. I question. I'm going to read off a couple names here from 2016. Are, you, are these guys you think are coming? I want to know if you think they're coming. Okay. Go for it. Because okay. I got the list in front of me. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right. Tyler Vaughns? Uh, yes, but we'll see if he gets drafted to pro baseball. Really? Yeah, he's been talking about that for a while. No, We've I mean, talked and to you him think about that's it. a real thing? And I, think, I mean, I think if a kid gets drafted high enough... He might say, "Forget it. I'm going to go pro in another sport." I don't. I if if you held a gun to my head and said, "Hey, what's going to happen?" I would say he's not going to get drafted. I think he's too raw of a baseball prospect. I think that's more of just like, a, "Oh, he has such insane physical ability," you know what I mean? Rather than like, "Oh, he's a great baseball player." Okay. But yeah, I th- I mean, USC's the favorite, man. Yeah, I would say so. Freddie Swain, receiver. <sighs> 
a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of talk about, they're in his top four. We put that story up today. There's a lot of talk. I see on our message boards, people are like, oh, he's going to commit. He's going to commit. I saw him at Rising Stars. I don't know why they would take him. Honestly, like, he's good, but there's so many receivers out here this year that, like, is he better than Javon McKinley? Like, I don't know. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say that he goes somewhere else, so they're too full at receiver. I mean, I'm not saying he's not coming. He could definitely come. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be shocked by it. But I just like if you're telling me to project for February, I'm going to say no. They got other guys. Jordan Elliott. <laughs> oh, gosh, you're giving me I, Jordan all the hard Elliott ones, couldn't man. even predict this. Jordan Elliott, like, okay, Jordan. I don't even know what to say about the kid because he committed to Houston, and then he won't talk to us anymore. And I think he told Blair and Gulo that. Well, wait, uh, you you didn't preface it correctly. He committed to Houston after announcing USC was his number oh, one. Oh, yeah, that's right. He told us the USC is his number one. He decommitted from what, A&M? Baylor. Baylor, my bad. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I for- forgot how <laughs> dense this recruitment was. I got to kind of peel away some of the layers here. <laughs> he committed to Baylor early on, which made sense because he's, you know, he's from Houston, Baylor's in Waco. He didn't have a lot of offers. He didn't blow up. That makes sense to me. You commit early to the local school. I get it. He decommits. Because he becomes a national prospect, he gets the Alabama Alabama offer, the USC offer, you know, all the big schools. He says USC is his number one. Then he commits to Houston, which is in what, Conference USA or the American Athletic Conference, whatever the heck, one of those. It's basically Conference American USA. American USA. I don't care what it's called. It's Conference USA, baby. That's what I'm calling it. So he commits to Houston, and everybody's like, wait, wasn't USC your number one school? Then he visits for Rising Stars Camp, and he tells Blair and Gulo, I believe it was, Oh, yeah, I'm not talking until fall. He's, uh, I could see him going to USC, man. Like, I don't see him going to Houston if he's refusing to speak about it, you know? Maybe so, he thought committing there would, like, thwart other programs off of him. Yeah, I mean, there could be that. I think. I don't know. I'm trying to. Uh, I think he, I mean, if I, if I had to guess, and this is just a guess. It's like he's friends with a coach there, and they're like, wouldn't it be awesome if we had, like, a bunch of really awesome commits at, and people started jumping on board because they're like, Houston's becoming this monster in Conference USA or whatever there in America, whatever. You know, I, that's just a guess. I don't know. Maybe All it's right. a family thing. Maybe he wants okay. to stay local. Let's move on. Yeah, let's, he's a question mark. We'll yeah. just say that. This okay. is what, predictions. Okay. Oluwole Bakiku. No, USC's not in his top yeah. five. Okay. Or, but uh, we got to talk about him a little bit too because people, there was a thread on our message board about someone who like talked to like his family's driver or something. <laughs> so there's all these people who think he's going to USC anyway. So we're going to be keeping an eye on him, but I... I don't think he's going to USC. What about Jack-Jack? I think he's going to USC. Okay. Yeah. CJ Pollard? Yes. I'd be shocked Yeah. if he didn't go to USC. Lamar Jackson? Yes, I think he's going to USC. Byron Murphy? No. No. I think he and Nikhil Harry and Chase Lucas will all go play somewhere together. Even if they don't, I don't think he'll be coming here. No, I don't think so either. Are you going to ask me about Nikhil Harry? Mm, we sure, yeah. No, people want to know. <laughs> I say I, no. Well, pe- he's a five star. People want to yeah, know. He's a five star. No, I don't think he's. He's not me. your five star. No, okay, he's not. Trevon Sydney. Yeah, I think so. I think they'll find a spot for him. He can play receiver and defensive back. Mm-hmm. I think they'll figure that out and get him in there. And what about bringing in another tight end? Their twenty fourth, <laughs> Gavin Asiasi. <laughs> Uh, I think Asiasi will come. I think they might move him. I, okay. I don't think he'll – I'm not sure he's a tight end. You're not going to ask me about Najir Upshur, our boy from Philadelphia? Yeah. No, okay. he's not. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm just giving you just, – just look at this list like, aren't you going to ask me about this guy? What about – okay, what about Nigel Knott? I think he could come. I think he could come. I think he's very interesting to USC. I mean, like, when you put USC in your top ten, then you visit, and then you, like, pay for yourself to visit, by the way, not officially. And then you're talking about an official visit as well. They have a chance. A really good chance with A real one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I mean, I I think that's far from being over, but I think he's a real one. Oh, yeah. And just, let's really quickly, let's, I'll just go through this list okay really I, I fast you have a different list than me go for it well I, i'm just gonna name everybody man okay but not like really okay uh demetrius robertson we would say no 
but USC has a chance there. Brandon Byrne eliminated USC, so mm-hmm. no, but I just want to mention him because he's from Sarah and, you know, how that goes. Uh, Jalen Jones put USC in his top six, the, the defense back from Allen, Texas. We're going to say no on that. Uh, David Long, Los Angeles, I think that's a real possibility. Uh, a few months ago, I would have said no. Even right after he got the offer, I would have said no. It seems like he's warming up to USC. He visited a couple times, talked to Keith Hayward. That could happen. I'm not going to say yes. not going to say no. I'm just going to say that could happen. Moving on down the list, uh, Brandon Jones, probably not. Isaiah Gilchrist decommitted, so no. Uh, Connor Murphy, I think they have a chance with. But we'll see there. He's the defensive end out of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I said Isaiah Gilchrist decommitted. I was thinking of Isaac Garcia. Mm. They have a chance with, with Isaiah Gilchrist. Uh, my apologies for that. Max Tupai said that USC is near the top for him. We'll see how that goes. It kind of, it kind of seems like they're sort of planning for him not to come. We've heard you know some school issues or something there. That's got to keep an eye on. You know, all these big-time defensive linemen that said they could visit, I think Keyshawn can't prove that USC has a chance with any of those guys. You know, guys like Dexter Lawrence, Rashawn Gary. You know, we mentioned Jordan Elliott, Rashard Lawrence. I think if these guys come out and visit, USC has a chance, but probably not. Uh, linebackers, they seem like they're pretty much done <laughs> at well, linebacker. I mean, I think they need to just work on who they got. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, you know, once again, Lendell Wilson, Ben Davis, also they're going to visit. We'll see how those things go when they get out there. Offensive line, I don't think they're adding anybody else. Uh, quarterback, they're done with Fink. Uh, tailback, that's that's tricky. I think, like, they're probably not getting another guy. Maybe they pull an upset with Elijah Holyfield, but I don't think so. Just because just from knowing Evander was such a Georgia boy, you know, I think his son – uh, stays in the South, too. I love being able to reference Evander Holyfield, by the way, on the podcast. It makes me happy. I think they're done at tight end because what tight end would want to commit to USC now? Obviously, I think Devin Asiasi will probably flip positions. We think Tyler Vons is coming. The other receivers, Nate Craig Myers, you know, some of these other guys they're visiting. It could happen. Craig Myers is real. It's real, and it could happen. But they, I mean, if it does happen, we're looking for them to start to, like, shift to, you know, somebody's getting dropped, somebody's yeah. getting moved. Yeah. Uh, Stefan McKnight, we got to mention. He has USC in his top five. He's not going to USC. I don't even think they're concerned about that. Um, I know they're after Theo Howard still, who's the Oregon commit. We'll see how that goes. Dylan Crawford's not going to USC. I don't think USC cares. Um, <laughs> Trindavion Dixon and Keyshawn Young are another two wide receivers from out of state that have mentioned they're interested in USC. We don't think they're getting them. Javon McKinley is probably waited too long, and I don't think USC is going to USC. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, now we're down to Nikhil Harry, who already said no, and Michael Jones, who they stopped recruiting. And I think that's pretty much the whole list of guys that, you know, have shown serious interest in USC, got the scholarship offer, shown serious interest in USC, and those are our predictions. Some of these other guys, on, you know, you can check out the whole list of recruited athletes on our site, obviously, but a lot of them, they get a scholarship offer and it doesn't go anywhere, or yeah. USC is not interested anymore, or they're not interested. So that's kind of the list of 2016 guys. And it's early July. Oh, so yeah, this I could totally change. I appreciate you doing that because we You know how know, much I hate it. No, but we love to know <laughs> where we stand at the same yeah. time. A lot of that can change. Some of it definitely will in yeah. the coming months. Yeah. No, it, it will. They'll offer somebody that we're I mean like, that what? you didn't even mention right now yeah. will commit. Commit, or they'll offer Peter. a kid, or they'll drop a kid that's already committed. And that's why we work. Somebody else. Right? Exactly. That's that's why we have a job. Exactly. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. So, quickly, how about some summer workouts? Oh, you're here. <laughs> Chris I, No, I was asleep for a little bit, but now I'm back. Still in the building. Yes. So, summer workouts. All right. Dory Jackson made his debut. That's what stood out to me. That's what stood out to you, too, right, Adam? Yeah, that Dory. Play. I mean, he could jump 11 and a half feet high, <laughs> 20 feet. Standing in still. Without, without he, a running start. He just left the Earth's atmosphere in this last. He just like a rocket. Just like ship. I did the last 12 minutes. Exactly. Same thing. We know how to do it. Except his was about jumping ability. I you can't mentally jump. Left, I couldn't jump. I can't jump. You mentally left, Chris Morales. Totally different. That's okay. But yeah, Dory Jackson is looking 
pretty pretty solid out there. You know, I made a statement a week ago that I wanted to retract. Um, <laughs> I wanted to amend. Yes. I okay. wanted to amend. This, this is how I know we're doing so well. I mentioned that Leon McQuay was the best athlete. And what I really meant to say was that he's the most athletic player on the team. But I feel like if I'm going to say best, then it, you know, it requires a certain quality of production. And therefore, Adore Jackson is the best athlete on the team. Yeah. But is Leon more athletic? You can make that argument. I think you can make that argument. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. You see the differentiation here? And for me, the reason that I kind of find Leon's athleticism a little bit more, I don't want to say impressive, but I guess more athletic is because like, he's a bigger He's bigger. Yeah, he's yeah. a bigger guy and he's doing similar stuff. It just doesn't translate. For some, you know, yeah. production on the field, yet. yeah. But yeah, I think I, you know, I don't even think you had to amend that, honestly. Yeah, I think it's your point's fair. So well done, Adam. Well, it's kind of like like when you know Michael Jordan at the at his prime. Yeah, he would be regarded as the best athlete. Although you could probably find you could find somebody that could do a lot of things a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, or you could just say as a better. Like, 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 yeah, like, or more athletic yeah. than, than I would him. say Spud Webb. It's a better athlete than Michael <laughs> Jordan. Spud Webb was five foot, like, six. No, he's five nine or something. He's Duncan. I get your point. There's different, you know, there's different ways to categorize. Yeah, yeah. Because nobody's comparing Spud Webb to Michael but Jordan. But, again, Dory, he, he might be the best player. I think it's a good debate. We'll have it later in another podcast because I think Morales is about to walk out of here. <laughs> but, um... We, we 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 saw him blow up in the workout, and he made it like it was a practice. That's why, like, we've been watching the workouts for over a month, and they give us something to talk about and to write about, and it's better than nothing. But he shows up, and he's trash-talking and baiting receivers and, I think, really changing the the whole vibe he did the whole energy of that workout he did well just look at what happened in one on ones afterwards after he showed it's like it almost got physical it, it was so competitive and you know they're competitive obviously yeah, all the time they're always competitive but not like that not no. like that yeah. that one on one with Adori and Falls is all of a sudden like oh okay let's let's try to prove who the big dogs are here let's, yeah it, usually you know, it's drills yeah it's a one on one drill this felt like you know, to borrow from basketball, if they were playing one-on-one, like, what, you think you're better than me? Let's go. Yeah. And they were playing up to five. Mm-hmm. And that's what you saw between Adori and Juju and Adori and Daquan Hampton and then Daquan Hampton and Chris Hawkins. Yeah. Hey, also, I want to touch on something else. Are what? we done? Are we done with no, well, well, We're not done. What, one final point about, about this, what, what I like about it, because the trash talking, I mean, <laughs> it's riveting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how productive it is in the long run. And I mean, with the coach there, I even think if Sula Cravens had been there, a lot of that would have died down. And yeah. they, they could have used somebody to calm that down a little bit more. But anyway, they're making each other better. I yeah. Mean, I mean, how good are they becoming people? You know, we're, And we're really dealing with the cornerbacks and the receivers in, in this Yeah, because that's all we're arena. Doing. Yeah. The other guys but don't matter in these. We saw guys. it all spring with Kevon and Juju. I mean, I'm convinced that Kevon can have an All-American year. Yeah, I am too. I, th- I think he's I think he's a I think he can be a, a second-round corner. Ceiling might be a late first round. Yeah. No, I agree. I think his ceiling's high. And, and I, I, I feel that way because of what I saw him do fighting juju every day in practice yeah i'm glad you brought up the trash talk because that's what i wanted to talk oh about. that's what you wanted that's to what hold I, in on but that's what i wanted to talk about so it's perfect um, okay i feel like the the competitive this team is becoming more competitive like a few years ago i feel like we didn't see this in workouts you know where they're going up they were always going up against each other they always wanted to prove their best but we didn't see like i don't know this this desire to to just beat each other up and to, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. It just so, seems different. It so, seems like these, these younger players are kind of changing. 
how things are going with this team. The last time I saw people kind of talking to each other that way on the team was when you had Brian Cushing yep, and company. that's what I was thinking, because Brian I mean, those Cushing, practices, yeah. he would, I mean, you would think that he had never met some of his teammates on offense the way that he talked to them and, you know, mm-hmm. dealt with them in practice. Yeah. I'm with you. It's I been heard, a few years. I heard stories about that, and yeah, it seems like it's coming back. I remember. So, well, don't call it a comeback, though. You know, you don't want to do that. We've been here for almost a year. Oh, we've been here for quite a while. We. I just want to say too. We have a question through email because we didn't this week. We didn't do the uh, okay the message board questions. Our mistake. We apologize. It'll come back next week. You can't wait, can't you? <laughs> Go ahead. I know, but okay. So we have a question. From email from uh, John White. I don't know his username, so I'm just using his. You're just gonna put it out there. Just put. Why not? Whatever. My name's Chris. Emailing private. No, (laughs) don't email me if you don't want to be on the podcast, my friends. But email me because I like to hear from you guys. So this is what John has to say. It's kind of, and you know, it's perfect because it's actually kind of like six questions. Huh? (laughs) Go. There's a lot of preamble. Sorry, but yes, guys. What's your take strategically and tactically with USC's wide receiver recruiting so far? Something is going on. There is no indication the three twenty sixteen verbals won't stick. Quite the contrary. So what are we to conclude? That's the first question because there's a few. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll start by saying, yeah, there's no indication that they'll leave, but let's look at USC receiver recruiting in recent times. Last year, how many guys did they drop? Three? Mm-hmm. So I think the year before that they dropped like two, one. The year before that they dropped a guy. The year before that they dropped a guy. So who knows what they're going to do with wide receivers? We don't know. They don't know. We'll see what happens. It's always so fun, isn't it? I you think, have the look on your face, Adam. No, no. I think there's an indication that that position is very, very important on this roster. Yeah. I know that in, in the past few years we've seen – some big-time players like Robert and Marquise and Nelson. But I think that, you know, sometimes you hit a home run with a kick and you get a kick like that, or he'll blow up like that. But you want to have four or five quality receivers. Yeah. And they have a couple that are a little bit older. I mean, already Whitney and Jaquan are juniors. And Darius has a lot to prove, and he's a junior. Mm-hmm. Jenny out for the year right now. Yeah. So I don't think they're satisfied, even though I think they have a lot of talent there, and I expect that to be a, a, good, a good group. I don't think they're satisfied right now with what they have. And I think that, I mean, this past year, the only freshman they brought in was Deontay Burnett. Yeah. So they're looking to reload. Yeah. And that's why I always thought that they could bring in five. Yeah, well, I know we've heard four, but I never really bought that. I think that they're looking to bring in at least five people that could play that position. Like, again, Michael Pittman is a perfect example. Maybe he won't play receiver, but we're recruiting him as one, and we're going to see if he can be one. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, too, and this kind of answers the next question, because his next question is, do we take five or six wide receivers this year, is that some of these guys that they're recruiting play different spots, too. So... Yes, you're taking five or six wide receivers, but maybe, you know, Trevon Sidney, you throw him a corner. Jackie Jones, throw him a corner. You know, Michael Pittman becomes a linebacker. All of a sudden, you have, you know, three receivers that you took. So, yes, five or six, maybe, possibly. Um, he also asks, uh, you know, some questions about some of the other receivers. Do they feel McKinley is peak? That Sidney's too small? Is Vaughn's silent? I think uh, with Javon McKinley, I think that his numbers look bigger than he is because of that offense he plays in. I think he's a very good player, but you know, there's a lot of receivers out there. So he's kind of on the same page with those guys. I don't think Sydney's too small because I think he could play corner too. He's kind of that slot explosive guy. So uh, I think the size is okay. Vaughn's could be a silent, you know, we expect him to commit to USC. Um, yeah. So let's see. He also asked about Amari Rogers. Um, you know, do they want size in general for wide receiver? Because they're looking at some different guys. I think they do want size. I think when they're looking at that slot position, that F, like Amari Rogers or Trevon Sidney, they don't care as much. 
but I think we're seeing that size is a big priority for them. A lot of the receivers that they're after, you know, over six feet tall. Yeah. I know, Adam, you like that. I, I, like I love it. I think people are going to be very satisfied with Whitney and Hampton. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they definitely will be. I mean, and two older guys. And I'm a, I'm a big wide receiver fan myself, as I think I alluded to earlier in the show, but I always like to throw the fade route up and just let him go get it. Mike Williams, Sean Cody said he was the best player that he played with. Yes. There you go. There you go. So that kind of wraps up the question. I left some of it out, but okay. whatever. We're, we're good. We're good. Anything we're good. else? No, why not? Okay. Right, we're done, right? We're good. That is a final. We have a promo. Oh, yes. yeah. Why there not? is something else. Okay, go ahead. Fireworks, baby. That's the promo code. Go to usc.rivals.com, trojansports.com, as Adam Maya would say. Two months free. So three months for the price of one. Three right? for the price of one. That's nine ninety five for three months. Just think about how great of a deal that is. They'll take you into fall camp, into the season. Yeah, no, in, yeah into the first into the month season. of the season. I'm bad at math, so I'm trying to figure it out. It's a great deal. Check us out if you aren't on the message board already. We produce more content. We're after it. We're breaking Better news. content. Better content, I think. Adam thinks. Truthful content. I think the whole world thinks, too. There you go. Trojansports.com. Check it out. Code fireworks at uh, checkout. Is that where they do it? At checkout? Yeah. When you go, you subscribe. There's, you know, you hit sign up. Right. Just enter that promo code, and you're good. Fireworks. Beautiful. Fireworks. Oh, that's Adam J. Maya. Follow him on Twitter, at Adam J. Maya. At Chris P. Swanson, the publisher of Trojansports.com. I'm Chris Morales. You could also follow our friend Blair Angubo, at B. Angubo. And we will see you, yes. Okay. <laughs> that promo it expires on Friday. Okay, so get it done before Friday. Get it done. All right, we'll see you next week at the Trojansports.com podcast. Let's say, for instance, I want to go in the restaurant, which happens to be in the casino, to get one of those sandwiches out. Forget it. You can't even set foot in the parking lot.